There we go. Welcome back to the Here and There Sports <laughs> Podcast. The NCAA tournament is over now. Um, it is Tuesday, and weren't you saying that we have now entered the worst period in sports of the year? Um, well, we get, got a couple weeks. We have the NFL draft, which is one of the best times of the year. But after that, then it's – there's nothing – listen, there's nothing more depressing than when you turn on SportsCenter Top 10 at night and you see baseball and soccer. I mean – I, I like baseball, so until the Mariners screw themselves out of contention, that'll be entertaining, but that, that's inevitable. Every, every year, I, I'm like, opening day, I get excited. I'm like, you know, I'm watching the Dodgers. I like watching the Dodgers a little bit. I'm, I, you know, I don't mean to hate on baseball, but then I realize how long the games are, and I'm just like, oh. It. It, it, it's, it's more of a pastime. You can't, you can't intensely watch every game and expect to be excited all the time with baseball. That's very true. Yeah. That being said, the tournament is over now, and it's time to make some overreactions like everyone else did or just impressions that you got from the tournament. So um, I'll start us off, and I'm just going to say John Morant is a better NBA draft prospect than Zion Williamson. <laughs> All right, um, now let's come. I'm down. just going to lay it out there. I think, you know, I mean, people have been comparing – Zion to pretty much everyone, it seems like. And I think that he is a great player. He's a one-in-a-generation type of guy. But the way that he bullies the college basketball players is just not going to translate anywhere near that in the NBA. John Morant is the most explosive, quickest college player I think I may have ever seen. He's He's the best passer in college basketball. He's an amazing passer. He can shoot threes. He's a good defender. He gets steals. He has amazing dunks. He's a finisher. And I, I just really think, I mean, I know that Zion will be drafted number one. I'm not arguing that. But it seems to me that John Morant could end up being a better NBA prospect than Zion Williamson. Um, yeah. I mean, John Morant is the Lonzo Ball of this year's draft class. Can't shoot very well. Uh, can pass with the best of them, rebound and oh, everything would... else. But you know, um, I, I I still go with Zion. Zion Zion is crazy, but definitely there is a drop off. It's like it, there's Zion and Ja Morant, and then you could throw RJ Barrett in there, and those are kind of your superstar right. guys right. in the NBA draft who are going to be top three picks, and then it kind of falls off. But um, yeah, I know Ja Morant definitely made a name for himself in the tournament. Um, he screwed my bracket a little bit by not going to the Sweet Sixteen like I picked him to. Um, but I'm gonna blame that all on the his shooters since he got the ball to everyone. They right, he couldn't do anything. But um, uh, going back to the hot take kind of stuff, I would go. It, it made me upset because I actually was gonna pick Texas Tech to go to my Final Four, and I had I had it saved. And five, 15 minutes before the 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 tournament started, I switched it back to Michigan. Oh, a little frustrating. Uh, I also thought about Michigan State going to the Final Four, but then I was like, no, that's just me not wanting Duke to win. Mm. Duke's a better team. So I, I really screwed my bracket over. Um, and, of course, my Kansas Jayhawks disappointed me this year, and that was expected, though. Um, that was expected. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Zion Job or, uh, debate. Whoops. <laughs> I don't know what's going I, on. I was, coming, I was coming into the mudroom from the garage so I can sit down. I was – I was shooting some hoops in there, but uh, continue. At the Kilbreath household, but we, we got it yeah. under control. The the fire department has it, been called. The situation's under control. Everybody. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, you were saying it was a boring tournament. I actually enjoyed the tournament. I know there weren't a lot of opening 
uh, weekend upsets. But the, it's funny, the opening weekend games were very close. Like, three 16 seeds hung in there for a while, actually, against ones. Um, it's funny to think that Virginia right. is down. Yeah, they, they were close to losing in Gardner-Webb, yeah. Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden, they win the title. And who would have yeah. thought the 1-1 one, one seed to make it would be Virginia? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was definitely an interesting tournament. Uh, I think there's, I think this year's NBA draft is going to be very good. There's a lot of good prospects. Um, and uh, it looks like Michigan State's prime for a run next year. Uh, they came out number one in the way too early, top 25. I saw that, yeah. Well, I first of all, I, I don't really like that you compared John Morant to Lonzo Ball. Um, Why? I mean, the, the it's, reason- it's true. The reason for that is because I think John Morant is 10 times a better shooter than – maybe not 10 times, but he, he's a better shooter than Lonzo Ball is, and it's not even really close. Um, but in college, remember, Lonzo was a big-time scorer, and everyone thought that his problem would be defense. And then all of a sudden, he's a great defender in the NBA, but he sucks oh, off. He, he, he scored, but the shooting does not vary. The spot-up shooting doesn't vary as much as you would expect it to going from college to NBA. I think that's something that – you you can teach, but it's hard to develop um, a shot. And it, it, in, in cases besides maybe a Jim or Fredette, people with good shots don't necessarily fall off from that jump shot. Um, I think that John Morant, they're both good passers. I think John Morant is still better. And I think that John Morant has the quickness and explosiveness that Lonzo Ball doesn't have. Um, he has the effect on the game that – Lonzo Ball does not have sort of a Steph Curry effect where he's constantly around the ball, he's constantly getting the ball, and he pulls defenders away, and he really creates so much spacing around the floor and open looks for other people where sometimes it seems to me that a guy like Zion is sort of cluttering everything together maybe rather than spacing things out. And and again, I mean, Zion is a great NBA talent, once in a generation player, yada, yada, yada. But I think if I had to bet on it, at least for their rookie season, I would say that John Rant will have a better rookie season. So, Ethan, if you're the GM of the Knicks, we think, we think we'll likely get the number one pick. You're taking John Morant over Zion? Everyone's going to hate me for it. I mean, they're, they're, you'd be fired immediately, like but what would you do? Yeah, I mean, I would take John Morant. I mean, that's the feeling I have is that John Morant's a better NBA draft prospect, so I'm not going to try to appease the fans or anything like that you know and there's a decent chance that zion williamson ends up being the greatest basketball player of all time and then i look like the worst gm of all time but can you imagine if the knicks did that the hate the knicks get already oh, and if they pass on zion i could not ima- there would that stadium would madison square garden would be burned down <laughs> i i john Morant would have more pressure than any other rookie in nba history probably oh yeah Definitely. I and mean, like, I, I, I love that it's not even a question as to whether the Knicks are going to get the number one pick. You, you already know that's getting rigged, so the, so the Knicks get the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, but the Knicks will still find a way to screw it up. Just trust. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Let's see. Another overreaction. I don't, I don't even know if I'd call this an overreaction, but Chris Beard of Texas Tech is now a top 10 coach in college basketball. Um, with not necessarily the most stacked group of players, he led this team to the national championship and almost won it. His defensive scheme is something that's really going to last at Texas Tech that exploits the sort of flaws that college players have on the offensive end. He really created that 
sort of scheme and Texas Tech. I mean, they they're gonna have all their players lose. I don't all their players leave besides I think Moretti. So I don't know how competitive they'll be next year, but I think that Chris Beard is gonna be one of those guys where you look at it ten years from now and you say there there's one of those rare guys that took a program that wasn't necessarily a powerhouse and turns them into a nationally prominent team year in and year out. Yeah, I saw something. I was watching uh, uh, the uh, All-American High School game on ESPN on Saturday. And they said they showed the uh, – this was before the Final Four took place, obviously. Um, they were showing all the top 100 prospects. And Michigan State had like seven, and Virginia had a couple, and um, uh, like Auburn. Auburn had a couple as well. But uh, Texas Tech only had one, and it was uh, – he was hurt. Right. Uh, I believe was Zaire Smith, and um, in the top 100 rankings. So that really, you know, shows how good of a coach Chris Beard is. The fact that he can take a team with one top 100 recruit, not even, um, you know, playing, and take them to the, to the national title. You talk about a team that plays well together. Uh, I know Tennessee. They, they Tennessee and Texas Tech were a little bit alike in the fact that, you know, they both like had good seasons, but they weren't. They're not the Dukes of the world, the North Carolinas, the Kansas, who are getting top recruits all the time. They will always be good programs um, simply because of the name brand. Um, but, uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool to see a shakeup where, you know, uh, it wasn't just the, the top names going to the NBA draft that were able to – I saw something about people being like, oh, it's going to hurt that Zion's on the title game. I'm like, you know, I, I think it's cool that, that it's not just the same right. guys. I, I think it's cool that this team that, you know, was kind of you know not really picked at all – Right. Um, and I, I saw a story today. I, I finished uh, testing for the uh, this this California testing, and I was surfing the internet, and I saw this guy placed a bet. I believe it was like a hundred one thousand five hundred dollar bet on Texas Tech mm-hmm. to win at two hundred and fifty to one odds or something. Did he did he sell the ticket? He did not. Des Bryant oh. offered him one hundred and twenty five grand to <sighs> sell the ticket. And he just sell a ticket, and he 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 didn't. He bet on Virginia, but he so he won some money, but not a lot. And and to sell a ticket, he declined. And <laughs> so, uh, Here, I mean, here's the thing: you, you have you have to take that if someone offers. I, I don't care how confident you are that Texas Tech's going to win the championship game. The difference between zero dollars and one hundred twenty thousand dollars is different than the is bigger than the difference between 120 and 300 thousand dollars like yeah that's ridiculous why you not sell it i mean i i get the pride part of you like i've ridden with them this long oh i don't care but yeah like when it's like this isn't deal or no deal where you're like oh i can get i can i can get 300 grand or i can get 100 grand i'm getting offered 200 grand you know let's see what the hell when it's zero dollars yeah liable option like come on now I would, yeah, I mean, I, I would feel awful if I was him right now and I got zero, but it, if I had, say, sold the ticket for $120,000 and they had one, say Texas Tech had one, and I could have, I missed out on $300,000, I wouldn't necessarily be too upset about that. I'd have been like, well, I could have had 300K, I got 120K, big yeah. deal. Um, so, yeah, that's questionable. But I want to ask you, 10 years from now, or five, uh, we'll say 10 years from now, when we look back on this Final Four, would you say that Auburn and Texas Tech, do you think we're going to look back and say that was an anomaly um, that those teams were in there? That was sort of a weird Final Four? Or do you think we're going to say, wow, that was the start of a good run for those teams? That was sort of the start of their um, 
you know, rise to prominence. Yeah, yeah. I, I think actually it, it will uh, start rise to prom- pro- will start a rise to prominence. Uh, Texas Tech really put themselves on the map. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously they lost in overtime uh, to a very good, very talented Virginia team. There's not much to hold. I mean, you know, obviously it's a bummer right now, but. Um, uh, you know th- that that program they got Chris Beard who you know that program's going to be around. Yeah. Uh, Auburn looks like they you know they they, and they they got their name out there and and they're in the fight. In your Auburn, you beat the literally you beat Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky, three of the biggest blue blood pro- programs there are. So I mean that's you're getting your name on the map no matter what you do. So I, I think these these two it's cool for these two schools that they will be able to. Uh, uh, gain off this, and uh, recruits will uh, tend to go there more. What do you think about that? Yeah, and um, Auburn was really close to beating Virginia in the uh, Final Four. I mean, they they we could have had a Texas Tech versus Auburn championship game, which would have been really cool. And I think that the only other coach that I can think of that sort of has done what Chris Beard has done without the greatest recruiting classes is my mom's about to walk through here so i'm gonna go outside <laughs> hold on hi miss claudia all right outside now i'm gonna sit on the trampoline <laughs> okay we're really professional I, yeah as i was saying the only other coach who i can think of who has done what chris beard has done is jay wright who i don't think has had a top 20 recruit class since 2011 at villanova and he's won two national championships and i believe five Big East titles, and that's why I think Jay Wright is the second best coach in college basketball behind Coach K, who didn't live up to expectations this year. But you're going to be hard pressed to tell me Coach K is not the best coach in college basketball. Um, I think that this year, really, I, I don't think that Coach Calipari is going to win championship at Kentucky for a long time. I just don't see it happening. I don't care how good his recruit classes are. I don't think he is. A great basketball coach. I think if you're a kid who wants to go one and done and make a lot of money in the NBA, he's your guy. But I don't think that for a champion, he's your guy. I mean, they did make the elite eight in 2012. I know they made the elite eight, but I I don't think that his for the talent he gets, they live up to the standards that they should. Oh, I I, yes, oh that's fair, but. And I know I'm not knocking Coach K, but Coach K 